0: Before COVID-19, I was always really interested in this company. It was called Pack Up and Go. And it was one of those companies where you fill out a questionnaire, you pack your bags, you decide on a time that you wanted to go take a trip, and then you showed up at the airport and you were given a piece of paper and a ticket to tell you where you were going. It was a complete mystery. And then you would go out and um, experience your vacation. And I was really intrigued by this. Now, my wife, Leanne, would hate something like that because she's a planner. She has to know exactly what she's going to do. But I just found that this would be something that would be really kind of different and fun to do. Um, Pack Up and Go is still around, um, even after the pandemic. So you should go online and check it out. Um, I haven't taken the trip and I can't vouch for them, but it's kind of an interesting concept. But I've been thinking a lot as we finish our study this week that we've done a lot of packing. We've talked about everything that we need to be able to conquer our Jerichos, right? We know how to consider the challenge. We know how to go in and cross the river, how to celebrate God's provision, how to center on God's way, how to commit to the plan, how to complete the task. And we've talked about all the things that we need to do. But if you're like me, over the course of these weeks that we've been able to spend together, there have been some times where I kind of look back and I go, Lord, I don't know what Jericho you want me to go after. I don't know if the things that I'm pursuing, the things that are in my heart, the things that I think that you would have me to do are the right things. What does success really look like if we conquer our Jerichos? And so over the course of of the study, I don't know if you've ever felt like I have, but I I feel sometimes like I make progress. But then I fall back and ask myself, am I really walking along with you, Father, so that I have a good sense of how you would have me to experience the success of conquering a Jericho. And and what does that success even look like? So just like pack up and go, I sometimes feel like I've got all the tools, but I really don't know what the destination is. And you know what? Our God is so good because he helps to let us see that the destination might not be about the actual result, but the actual success may come in deepening our relationship with him. And what is going to be really fun is we're going to leave Joshua and the Israelites. They defeated Jericho, they defeated Ai, and if you read the rest of the book of Joshua, you'll see how they go on and conquered the rest of Canaan, and then Joshua spent a lot of his time thinking about how they would allocate the land. But today, we're going to go 1,400 years forward, where we find Jesus and his disciples back in Jericho, in an encounter that I think gives us great insight for how we can see the Jerichos that we would be called to conquer. So before we jump 1400 years ahead, let's pray. Lord, we're so grateful for this study. I'm grateful for the fact that as we learn about ways to conquer our Jerichos, we learn that we grow closer to you by just depending on you and allowing you to do the work and allowing you to guide our steps. And so today, Father, as we think about the specific Jerichos that you would have us conquer today, and the specific Jerichos that you might have us conquer years from now, that it comes from walking next to you and seeing with your eyes where we should go. So thank you for this story in Mark that helps to equip us to be able to find those Jerichos that are still to come. In your name we pray. Amen. So, 1400 years later, Jesus and his disciples are in Jericho, and we go to the book of Mark, Mark 10, where we encounter the story of blind Bartimaeus. And so let's jump into it. And in verse 46, it says, Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So imagine this. The crowds were still large around Jesus. Um, There they are in Jericho. People are watching him proceed. And out of the crowd, you hear this shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So loud and there was so much of a rancor to it that people were saying, just be quiet. But Bartimaeus persisted. He just kept shouting for Jesus to look at him. And so as we think about this journey of seizing the Jerichos in our life, one of the things that becomes so clear as we look at how Bartimaeus dealt with Jesus is that he just persisted in the call. He kept calling out. And so I want to ask you, as you think about the places that God would take you, as you think about the struggles in your life, the Jerichos that you need to conquer, are you persistent in prayer? Are you calling out to him with that same level of, enthusiasm and regularity and dependency that Bartimaeus had as he started to call out to Jesus. You know, in Matthew 7, when we're reminded that we should ask, we should seek, we should knock, those are very physical commands, right? They're not just ones that we intellectualize or think about, but we're called to do those things, to ask, right? To seek, to knock. And I think that Bartimaeus shows us that God wants our persistent cries. He wants our dependence on him. And when I think about my own life, there are so many times in my life where I can look at a a period of time where I've been in a specific struggle, whether it be in my business or whether it be something in our family. And when we're drawn to our knees to persistently ask God to help us, right? Um, There are so many times when we're in crisis that we continually persist in asking God for his help. And sometimes he delivers and sometimes he has other plans for us. But if I look at my prayer life, when I'm in these seasons of life where I'm trying to figure out what's next or I'm trying to figure out where God would have me to go, for some reason, I don't have the same intensity in my prayers. I don't have the same persistence. And what I see in this description of how Bartimaeus interacted with Jesus is that we're called from the crowd to keep persisting. We're called to keep crying out, to keep asking, to keep seeking, to keep knocking. Because it's in that that we not only bring our request to God in a way where he sees our dependence on him, but we open ourselves to be available to experience his power in the situations that we find ourselves in. So persist. When it feels like the Jericho seems too far away, when it seems like you can't even define your Jericho, keep asking God for clarity so that you know where you ought to go next. But you know what is so interesting about this story is Bartimaeus didn't just stop um, with his cries, and Jesus didn't stop by hearing the cry. We see next that Jesus asked Bartimaeus to come to him. In verse 49, it says, Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. When Jesus called Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus went. He proceeded. And so just like we are called to persist as we seek our Jericho, I think we're called to proceed, to step out, to answer the call of Jesus when he tells us to come. And I just can't imagine um, what that must have felt like, right? All of the people around Jesus Bartimaeus had been shamed for calling him out so loudly and for persisting. But when he heard Jesus' voice saying, come, I just love the way it describes Bartimaeus jumping out, throwing off his cloak, and running up to Jesus. And so there are a couple of principles, a couple of things that stood out to me about the encounter that I think are worth reflecting on. And the first is, Bartimaeus, before he could bound towards Jesus, threw off his cloak, And I've been thinking a lot this week about the fact that there are some things in my life that serve as cloaks, serve as things that are weighing me down from being able to walk and bound towards Jesus. Sometimes that cloak is a sin that I need to just deal with and strip off. I'm reminded as we go through the study about that great picture in Hebrews that talks about Making sure that we throw off the sin that so easily entangles us and focus our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What are the sins in your life? What are the cloaks in your life that might be weighing you down from being able to proceed and bound towards Jesus? What are the obligations that really shouldn't take priority that might be serving as a cloak in your life? What are the things that have happened in the past that are holding you back from proceeding towards jesus what are some of the relationships that are in your life that might be a cloak for you to be able to bound towards him what are the cloaks in your life that you just need to strip off you need to throw off so that you can go to him when he calls you to come and you know what he will call you to come because he wants that relationship with you jesus wants that ability to walk side by side with you As you deal with the opportunities that he puts in front of you, as you deal with the Jerichos in your life. So throw off your cloak. And then the other thing that I appreciate it is it says he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. He came with energy. He came with a sense of expectation and a sense of joy when I read that about jumping to your feet and coming to Jesus. And I think about some of the times where I feel like Jesus is calling me into something. And I might be a little bit reticent about doing it. I may hold back. But I think this picture that Bartimaeus gives us is one where we're, we're called to jump up. We're called to leap. We're called to bound to Jesus. And I think about in my own family, you know, as I've watched my kids grow up, one of the things that I most enjoyed um, when I would, would travel for work is when I would come home um it would always be something that i would look forward to that if they were awake it wasn't as if when i walked in the door they would just say hey dad uh great to see you again hey dad thanks for coming back but there was that sense where they would get up and they would come to me and we would embrace and i think about that as a picture of what it looks like when jesus calls us when he is there and calling us that we step out we jump up and we run to him so when's the last time you ran towards jesus When's the last time that you felt his calling and you said, I'm willing to throw off the cloak. I'm willing to stand up and I'm willing to run after him. Jesus calls us to be persistent and he calls us to proceed when the opportunity comes for us to go to him. So Bartimaeus gets up, he throws off the cloak, he runs towards Jesus. And let's look at what comes next. It says in verse 51, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. And the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. He didn't ask for wealth. He didn't ask for a new job. He didn't ask for people to come alongside him and take care of him. He gave his honest answer that what he wanted to do most was to be able to see. And, you know, as we think about Jerichos in our life, I think that's kind of where I've landed over the course of these weeks together is I don't know always the specific Jericho where God wants me to go if I do it on my own planning or in my own goal setting or in my own ambition. But what I want is I want to have that honest interaction with God where I can say, I just want to see. I want to see the opportunities you would have me pursue. I want to see the places you would have me to go. I want to see the relationships that I need to deal with I want to see the sin that needs to be broken. God, help me to see these things. Help me to be attuned to them. Help me to understand them. And one of the things that I appreciate about this is I think that that same request that Bartimaeus gave to Jesus, Lord, I want to see, becomes a mirror of one of the things that we should be doing daily as we sit down with our Heavenly Father. Lord, help me to see those places where you would have me to go. Because when we ask him that, you know what? (laughs) Jesus never fails to deliver. Let's look at how he finishes the story with Bartimaeus. He says, go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. When we get the sight, when we get the vision, when we can see the Jerichos that Jesus would have us to conquer, we have the opportunity not to go out on our own, not to go out and do it our own way, but we have the opportunity To walk side by side with Jesus, just like blind Bartimaeus did, and follow him. So, Jesus, give me eyes to see. Give me the confidence in you and the trust in you to be able to walk alongside you to be able to conquer those Jerichos, knowing that I cannot do it on my own. You know, as I think about the time that we've had together, my hope is that you've had a chance to think about very specific Jerichos that you need to deal with, and that you've had a chance to think about the steps that need to be taken to be able to conquer some of those Jerichos, recognizing that it won't always be a straight path. It won't always be an easy path. Sometimes there will be fits and starts to conquering our Jerichos. But the news that I also want you to hear is that the Jerichos in our life aren't static. God is constantly giving us new ways for us to be able to experience him, to grow in our relationship with him, to understand that he has big plans for you and he has big plans for me. And we have to have eyes that are opened by him to see those opportunities and to see the place where he would have us to go. So as you leave your time together with your small group, I wanna just ask you to do something. Can you start to one, commit to each other that you'll pray for each other, that you'll pray for each other to have eyes to see those opportunities that are in front of you, that you'll pray for each other to think about bringing people to support you as you go out and you, conquer your, and you conquer your Jerichos. Will you then also not just pray, but you'll also commit to persist in the relationships, that you'll stand by with each other, that you'll commit to each other about helping each other to be able to accomplish what God would do. And that most importantly, that you would stand together to help each other proceed, to step out, to bound out to Jesus, to be able to follow what he's doing. You know, Joshua didn't conquer Jericho alone. He had those spies that went to Rahab. He had the Israelite army that circled the city. He had those people around him that allowed him to be able to see God at work as the Israelites conquered Jericho. I just pray that God would put people in your life that you can experience with them the joy of seeing him achieve remarkable things. And that you would have people in your life that will allow you to celebrate and take stock of the fact that the greatest success that we can have as we try to achieve Jericho's that need to be conquered is recognizing that in the quiet, honest, open relationship we have with our Heavenly Father, we find real success. And real joy. Let me pray for you one more time as we finish our study. God, it has been such a great opportunity to walk those six circles around the Jerichos in our lives. God, thank you for helping us to recognize early on that we needed to take stock of the challenge, that we needed to saturate ourselves in your word. I'm so grateful for the book of Joshua. I'm grateful for the book of Mark. I'm grateful for all of your word, Father, because we learn so much from it. And then we have a chance to stand together. So thank you for the specific men that you put into this study. Thank you for the people that you've allowed us to walk through this study with. And I pray, Lord, that we will continue to encourage and bolster each other. But God, then as we think about the specific steps that we need to take for any Jericho that you put in our life, right? For us to be able to really take time to consider the challenge, to understand what you would have us to do. By taking the time to pray about it, to be in your word. Father, by putting our toe in the water, crossing the river, taking some of those bold steps to allow ourselves to see how you would work, to take time to celebrate the way that you provide the answer, the way that you take care of us. Father, the way that you would also allow us to regularly center on your ways, to be committed to following your path, following your commandments, following the things that you put in front of us as the best way to live. Father, by committing to a plan, by being very diligent, and very focused on the specific steps that you would have us to take. And then, Father, finally completing the task, realizing, God, that it's not on our own accord, it's not on our own ability, but, God, we have the opportunity to finish what you start. Lord, I pray that you would help us to always bring that mindset into any Jericho that's in front of us. But, Father, it's not about us picking new goals. It's not about us setting a new vision or setting up a new five-year plan. The Jerichos in our life are in front of us, but you've got to be the one who helps us to see them. So make our hearts open. Give us the people around us and the mindset to be able to recognize that when we commit to walking with you, when we commit like Bartimaeus did to following Jesus, you will give us the sight. You will give us eyes to see opportunities that will change our world and bring you glory. In your name we pray. Amen. All of my fears like terrible walls gotta come down